And generally, the only times that I think that we veer from this path is that we either take a class like this or things start to blow up on us. And then we want answers. So going through this material now and applying it will help you from encountering those types of crises in your life. So how do we change that paradigm or model of parenting where we just kind of absorb or learn or through observation? Well, first, I believe we need to know uh, the profile of what a godly parent looks like. And as we go through the study, we will learn more about that. But let's start with the foundation. And there's two basic uh, characteristics that we learned from our chapter. Excuse me. And our first point is the foundations of godly parenting. The foundations of godly parenting. And our first point is um, faith in Christ and then confident in God's word. So those were the two basic characteristics that we learned in the chapter. So starting with our faith in Christ, uh, that was something that Pastor Larry spoke about uh, last week. And does that just mean that we're saved? Is that what uh, faith in Christ is? Obviously, it's a starting point um, in terms of being able to help us become a godly parent. But so does it just mean that we're saved? You know, what kind of faith are we talking about? So do we have a growing relationship uh, with Christ? Are we in the word? Are we, uh, do we have a prayer life? Are we trusting and relying in him? And is it important to you that you live a life that pleases him? If you don't have, if you, if it, if that's not important to you, and we'll learn a little bit more about convictions here in a couple of minutes, then it's going to be very difficult for you to endure, to have endurance for this journey of parenting. It has to be important to you that you live a life that pleases the Lord. So let's talk a little bit about what uh, confidence in God's word looks like. And I'm not talking about, you know, having confidence in God's word or you have a your planner and it's like read the word and I just put a check mark in my planner and I realize I'm starting to date myself now by talking about uh Franklin planners that uh, Pastor Larry used to sell back in the day at the Franklin planner store where I originally met him. So I'm not talking about that, but you know, are you reading the word? Are you learning principles in his word that impact my life? And most importantly, are we applying it? So are we learning the word? Are, do we know what the word is? And are we applying it to life? And I like what the author, um, she had a quote on page 48, and it says, knowing and believing and obeying scripture is to be a dominant influence in our homes. It goes hand in hand with our faith in Christ because we cannot believe one and not the other. And that's so true. So as you can see, the key is building this foundation. It's not just a formula or learning some material. It's about having a close relationship with the creator and being obedient to his word. So it's not automatic. It takes work. And I think that that's where most of us really kind of bail out of the race is that we just think that, 
you know, maybe it is we can, I can just, you know, learn a few skills, apply it to parenting, and things are going to go well. Um, so this is why we need to be in the Word, have a relationship with the Lord that is growing, in, in trusting in His Word and being obedient to us. So I think certainly tonight um, or this week, a first good step for us to take is to evaluate the kind of foundation that we've built to this point. Uh, do you see any cracks? Um, do you, are there any leaks? If so, we need to repair them. I mean, really, before you can go any further, you need to repair them. And if you want any help with that, uh, please let uh, myself or Pastor Larry know. Uh, we'd be more than willing to uh, take time and to be able to help you to be able to make those repairs so that uh, that you can continue on. And remember that you can't just have the proper impact on your children if you're living a contradictory life. So your children will see that. Um, it's going to be very hard to um, hide that from your children, and that will make it very difficult as you try to parent uh, your children in the future. So we're going to shift gears here just a little bit and talk about convictions um, and how we're to live by them and to help us establish standards uh, in our household. If you read the chapter, it talked about uh, biblical convictions and personal convictions, and I really would like to kind of uh, tighten up uh, what those terms mean because some of you might not be familiar with them. Yeah, but I think it's good for us to have an understanding what the difference is between the two. And there's implications for both that come into play with parenting. So those are very important. So I just want to be able to kind of just take this step by step as we kind of, you know, work through what a biblical conviction is. And a conviction is something that we are fully convinced that something is true and it's right to do. So conviction is something that we are fully convinced that something is true and it's right to do. So if you have a biblical conviction, it's really a principle or commandment from Scripture that is to be obeyed. So we recognize that principle or commandment for being truth and that it is right for us to do. There's a conviction for us to be obedient to that. So that means that a biblical uh, conviction is it's true for all believers in all cultures in all times. And if they're not obeyed, then there are consequences for that disobedience. So if we're not, if we don't know what the principles and commandments of scripture are, and if we're certainly for not obedient to it, then there are consequences to that. So, let me give you an example from uh, the scriptures of what a biblical, we can gain a biblical conviction from. And that's from uh, 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4 and verses 3 to 4. And it says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, set apart. That you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable to the Lord. So from these verses, there should be really no question that that we can develop a conviction from this, that this is a conviction from God's word about avoiding sexual sin. So that would be a biblical conviction 
that we would uh, be able to gain from these verses. So there's some implications uh, that we can take away with developing biblical convictions of knowing God's word, the principles and commandments, and being obedient to them, is that we need to know what they are and apply them uh, to our lives. And that's really the key with parenting, I believe, is knowing the principles that God gives us in his word, the track that we're to follow in life, and that we're to be obedient to that. Again, it's not some simple formula or we just give you some skills and that you're going to be good to go. Another implication is is that uh, we need to let um, our children know that um, us as uh, parents, uh, mom and dad, that uh, if we are a believer, that we're uh, God's children and we're under his authority and that we need to obey them. So we can teach our children, look, this is what God tells us as parents that we need to obey. And we're able to communicate that to them. Because this is important because obedience is a lifelong pursuit that will extend beyond your children leaving your home. And so we need to set the example right away that we are obedient to God. We are under God's authority and we need to be obedient to his word. And to be able to break that down into their level. Another verse uh, for children is Ephesians 6.1. It says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So we can teach our children that, you know, uh, the Lord has placed mom and dad or in your life so that um, that you can, as parents, that you can uh, obey us. But th- when you obey mom and dad, it's just like you're obeying the Lord. Because he has put us in authority in, in your life. And they need to learn that because they need to learn that they are always under God's authority. So whether they're in your home, they're at a friend's house, they leave the house someday, they're always under God's authority. So you've you've taken them through this process, how mom and dad are under God's authority. We need to be obedient to their work, to his word. And then also we're communicating that. Uh, to our children. So we talked about uh, biblical convictions and what that means. Um, and then uh, the author also mentioned about personal convictions. So let's just take a minute and talk about that. Um, and our second point is the importance of applying biblical principles, the importance of applying biblical principles. So we develop a, a uh, biblical convictions from principles and commandments in Scripture that we need to be obedient to. We're convinced that they're true and they're right for us to do. Personal convictions differ in the sense that an individual's application of biblical principles. So if we go back to our verses in First Thessalonians, um, so let me just read the verses again. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable. So how do you, how do you apply those verses? I mean, obviously we know that, um, uh, it's God's will that we avoid sexual immorality. So how do you apply it in the sense of having a TV? Some people might say, you know what? There's really not that much good on it, and I don't even want a TV in my house. So I'm just going to get rid of it. Somebody else might 
Plato's that passage differently. They might say, look, obviously I need to stay away from sexual sin. I don't want to put any vile thing uh, in in front of my act. So I need to guard against that, and I need to be very careful. It'd be the same thing with uh, Internet use. You know, we could apply it differently on how we use different mediums. With Internet, if you would have a... Um, an addiction or a problem with uh, viewing pornography, this would be something that you would probably want to say, you know what, I either want to just completely do away with it or I have to have serious accountability with this. Where other people might apply it differently in terms of still avoiding sexual sin or immorality, but there might be some different applications when we handle those. That's why it's it's so important that we, you know, when we have a biblical conviction that we that we're convinced that it's truth and that we need to be able to apply it uh, to our lives and then being able to uh, make sure that we are um, uh, applying it uh, in, in our lives that would be true to the uh, to the scriptures. So there's some implications that we need to consider with uh, personal uh, convictions as well. And our uh, point uh, 2A is um, make sure you as parents set the example and not just cover up lack of convictions. This will exasperate your children because they will see the inconsistencies. So, again, you need to be able to set the example with your kids because they will see uh, right through you and, and be able to see the uh, the inconsistencies that you have. Uh, don't exasperate your children with uh, trivial rules, with setting trivial rules. Make them count. Create good principles to live by. We'll talk in just a minute here about uh, the family plan that they had in the book, which I think is uh, is very good. But, uh, you know, make your, um, if you have rules, make sure you make them count. Don't make them overburdensome. Also, another implication is is that, you know, other families might apply things differently. So don't necessarily elevate your rules that you have to thus saith the Lord. Uh, They're your personal convictions. Uh, They're not absolute. But uh, make sure that you make the distinction between what personal conviction is and how you apply something and don't elevate it necessarily to a biblical conviction that is absolute truth. And I will tell you that as your children become teenagers, uh, they will start to, as they start to try to gain independence, um, they will start to question your, pers- your uh, personal standards. And they will try to poke holes in it. You know, well, why is this wrong? And again, you know, if you've elevated something to sin, it could be possibly, uh, you know, back in my day, if you learn, listen to certain types of music, or it could be that you went to the movies or whatever it was, you know, those were elevated to a sin uh, type level. And, uh, you know, once teenagers get to the point where they can kind of poke holes into some of the things that you might set up as an absolute, then you lose credibility with your children. So I just have to, you know, make the distinction between what is a biblical principle and what is a, you know, personal type uh, conviction or standard. And it will uh, help as your children get into their teenage years 
So they're not, they can question, but uh, it'd be able to explain to them the difference in why you have this set up as maybe a particular uh, standard. And our last point is um, distinguish between unchanging biblical truth and attempts at wise application of that truth. The last point I'd like to cover before we get into our uh, small group questions is uh, the family plan. And the family plan, I, I think, is is a good is a good idea. Um, it's something that I would encourage you uh, not to go. Sorry, I've got a, a phone here. I'm trying to uh, balance here, so I don't know if you can see me that well. But uh, uh, I wouldn't go overboard with a with a family plan. I would make sure that you uh, choose them uh, carefully and make them uh, count. Um, we didn't really have a, I would say, a family plan. We were more uh, we tried to teach our uh, children uh, principles from the word and how to apply them to life. And we would uh, point them out as uh, they um, appeared in life, and we would be able to talk through them. And I thought we were able to use that effectively. So we didn't have a family plan. But I do have to tell you, I do like the ones that um, the author's uh, husband, Dave, established uh, for their family. And I thought it was hilarious that uh, he wrote these. He hand-wrote them on his garage wall with a permanent marker. And uh, if you read the uh, chapter, um, the author said she had a friend asked her why they have their family plan on their garage wall. And um, I like the way that uh, that they applied uh, the fam- family plan. And it was very simple. And I'll go through the points real quickly. It just says... Love and obey Jesus, be loyal to your family, work hard and finish strong, be honest and be kind. And I, from, from their personal testimony regarding this, they used it effectively because if one of their children violated one of these uh, rules, Dave would take them out to the garage and he would point out, you know, what they violated and he would have a good talking to them with them. And so I think that, you know, you can certainly use that in an effective way uh, with doing that. And I would imagine that over the years with their children pulling into the garage and or every time that they were in the garage, I mean, you would have you would have to look at the family plan, you know, written there on the on the garage wall. So over the years, I'm sure that this made a great impression on their children. And when they finally left their house. This was something that they remember. But I think that the way that they set these up, it wasn't overburdensome, but they certainly made their points. And again, I think that it can be a good thing. It, it's not imperative that you have this family plan set up. Certainly, you, you need to be able to provide uh, different standards um, of living within the household. Uh, there's a lot of different areas that you need to be able to discuss with your children. Um, and make sure that you discuss it in detail. Uh, one of them is that uh, Tracy and I uh, discussed with uh, Jessica and Nicholas was, is that there will be no dating. So what is, there will be no dating, what does that mean? And you need to spell it out to your kids. They need to know what dating is. And we believe that dating is for marriage. And it's not that we didn't want our children to get married. They're both married, uh, thankfully. But we wanted them to know that, you know, they 
went to their um, uh, school banquets. Uh, they participated with all that. But we let them know there wasn't going to be where there was going to be a young man coming over to the house and, and taking Jessica, and they could just go wherever they wanted to go, or Nick would go to a young uh, lady's house and, and fight her out on this date, and they could just go out wherever they want. Um, we were very specific on t- how these times were to be structured. Uh, but you have to be able to explain that to your kids and use biblical uh, convictions, use uh, biblical principles uh, to be able to communicate that to your children. And it's a very good learning process for them to go through. And, you know, they might, they're obviously not always going to get it when you're explaining it to them because they want to do something and you're telling them, no, you can't do it that way. You're going to do it this way. Make sure you make your stands on the right on the right things. I think uh, dating is certainly one of them. But at the end of the day, when your children leave, they will respect the standards and the rules that you set up within your household, and they will adhere to them, and they will respect you later on. So I know that going through these times of, of being able to establish those standards within your household, it, it can be difficult. You're going to get pushed back, but I will just encourage you, be uh, be committed, be consistent, and um, certainly um, uh, ask the Lord to be able to help you, to give you strength, to be able to persevere uh, during these times. And in the end, your children will, will respect them, they will remember them, and it will be well worth it uh, later on after they uh, move out of your house. So that is my points. Uh, I just wanted to go over tonight.